The TSA recently announced that most airplane carry-on restrictions will stay in place for now, although the ban has now been lifted on cigarette lighters. While it seems crazy to keep people from bringing toothpaste, deodorant, or water through security, it didn't seem so strange to ban lighters. I wonder whether the lighter manufacturers were lobbying for or against this rule change. On the one hand, having 22,000 lighters confiscated per day would seem good for business. On the other hand, maybe fewer people will buy lighters if they can't travel with them. Hearing about these rules got me thinking about what I would do to maximize terror if I were a terrorist with limited resources. I start by thinking about what really inspires fear. One thing that scares people is the thought that they could be a victim of an attack. With that in mind, I want to do something that everybody thinks might be directed at them, even if the individual probability of harm is very low. Humans tend to overestimate small probabilities, so the fear generated by an act of terrorism is greatly disproportionate to the actual risk. Also, I'd want to create the feeling that an army of terrorists exist, which I'd accomplish by pulling off multiple attacks at once and then following them up with more shortly thereafter. Third, unless terrorists always insist on suicide missions, which I can't imagine they would, it would be optimal to hatch a plan in which your terrorists aren't killed or caught in the act, if possible. Fourth, I think it makes sense to try to stop commerce, since a commerce breakdown gives people more free time to think about how scared they are. Fifth, if you really want to impose pain on the United States, the act has to be something that prompts the government to pass a bundle of very costly laws that stay in place long after they have served their purpose, assuming they had a purpose in the first place. My general view of the world is that simpler is better. My guess is that this thinking applies to terrorism as well. In that spirit, the best terrorist plan I have ever heard is one that my father thought up after the D.C. snipers created havoc in 2002. The basic idea is to arm 20 terrorists with rifles and cars and arrange to have them begin shooting randomly at preset times all across the country. Big cities, little cities, suburbs, etc. Have them move around a lot. No one will know when and where the next attack will be. The chaos would be unbelievable, especially considering how few resources it would require of the terrorists. It would also be extremely hard to catch these guys. The damage wouldn't be as extreme as detonating a nuclear bomb in New York City, of course, but it sure would be a lot easier to obtain a handful of guns than a nuclear weapon. I'm sure many readers have far better ideas. I would love to hear them. Consider that posting them on this blog could be a form of public service. I presume that a lot more folks who oppose and fight terror read this blog than actual terrorists. So by getting these ideas out in the open, it gives terror fighters a chance to consider and plan for these scenarios before they occur. Terrorism, Part 2 On the very first day that our blog was hosted by the New York Times, I wrote a post that generated the most hate mail I've gotten since the abortion crime story first broke almost a decade ago. The people emailing me can't decide whether I'm a moron, a traitor, or both. So let me try again. A lot of the angry responses make me wonder what everyday Americans think terrorists do all day. My guess is that they brainstorm ideas for terrorist plots. And you have to believe that terrorists are total idiots if it never occurred to them after the Washington, D.C. sniper shootings that maybe a sniper plot 
wasn't a bad idea. The point is this. There's a virtually infinite array of incredibly simple strategies available to terrorists. The fact that it has been six years since the last major terrorist attack in the United States suggests either that the terrorists are incompetent or that perhaps their goal isn't really to generate terror. A separate factor is the prevention efforts by law enforcement and the government. I'll address that later. Many of the angry emails I received demanded that I write a post explaining how we stop terrorists. But the obvious answer is a disappointing one. If terrorists want to engage in low-grade, low-tech terror, we are powerless to stop it. That is the situation in Iraq right now, and to a lesser degree, in Israel.